Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. I put the fun in funeral. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm what psychiatrists call alpha female. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. I'm the girl that's going to save your life. I can and I will. I can and I will. I can and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the sirens. Welcome to Sirens of Horror. As always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Yavella, along with Mina McCall and Ash Vicious. We are all so excited for today because this is one of my favorite films. And mine. Uh, we are going to be doing Cabin in the, the Woods. woods. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, ooh. <laughs> Cabin in the Woods, yeah. We're five college students on our way. Oh, wait. No, that's Evil Dead the Musical. No, but it is five college students on a way to a cabin in the, the woods. woods. It's not old. It's not abandoned. No, it's just old. a cabin in the woods. It could be old. Pseudo abandoned, abandoned by lots of previous owners. True, mm. accurate. <laughs> so uh, to give us a brief brief synopsis, I can speak of this <laughs> film. Uh, I'm gonna slide it over to Ash. All right. Well, um, this movie, as we already previously explained in our little. Diddy over there. Our little song. Our little song is about five college students who are on their way to a cabin in the woods um, for a fun little vacation, as you do when you're in college. I and never did that. I was not dumb enough to ever when somebody was like, you want to go to a creepy cabin in the middle of the woods? I'm like, nope, I watch horror films. True. But, you know, when you're a sorority and and, and all of that or whatever they are. I don't think they're No? Oh, that's, no. Um... Well, when you're a dumb college student, you decide to go on a cabin in the woods vacation. As um, you do. As you do. But little do they know the horrors that await them. Ooh. So, um, this film was produced and written by Joss Whedon. All hail Joss Whedon. Yes. All hail Joss. And, uh, it came out... When did it come out again? 2012. Okay, so... Wow, six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um... This film takes so many leeways and so much nods to just mm-hmm. older, amazing things. I think I could literally pause this film at every single point and be like, ah, this is came from this, and this came from this, and this came from this. Yep. So it's interesting, because they actually wrote it in three days. They, like, straight up locked themselves in a hotel room and just wrote it. We've been there. <laughs> We've done mm-hmm. that. It drives you insane a little bit. <laughs> but that dedication and the Joss Whedon definitely explains why it has yeah. a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with this film. <laughs> I just fold up Rotten Tomatoes on my phone. <laughs> um, 91%, yeah, that's correct. The so, audience score is only 74%, what? though. Well, people are stupid. <laughs> that's right, I said it, people are stupid. Um, so... I think I should talk, we should talk about the characters yes. first before we get into everything else. So, as any horror film shows, you can't have people. You can only have archetypes. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. who's interested in people? <laughs> so, you know, so we do have our five archetypes. We have Dana, who is our virgin, archetype number one. Yep, and which is interesting because the film starts off with her friend giving her shit about having an affair with the professor. So I'm guessing she's not like completely virginal, but she's like the closest thing that they could 
probably I mean, it I could mean, be a different kind of affair. Maybe they didn't have sex. Maybe they just like made out or something, or she like blew him for a good extra credit. I don't know. Maybe. But well, no, because at the end, Sigourney Weaver, when they're having the conversation, yes, yeah, Sigourney Weaver is in this motherfucker. It's amazing. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes, yeah, Sigourney Weaver is in the very end. Sigourney Weaver even makes the joke where she's like a virgin. She's like, I'm not. She goes, we've learned to loosen our, like, lines. Yeah, so she's not completely a virgin, but closest thing that they could get. In 2012. (laughs) And then we have um, Holland, who is our... When you look at him, you think he's the jock, but he's not. He's actually our scholar. Which is interesting, because, yeah, he starts off throwing a fucking football. Mm Mm-hmm. Like a dumbass. Ooh, ooh, real quick, language disclaimer. <laughs> if you've been listening to the podcast at this you know. point, you're aware. Yeah. Um, and then we have Marty, who's the fool, who is played by... I forget his name, but he uh, is... Shaggy? Uh, but yeah, he's from Scooby-Doo. Sha- he's yeah. Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. He's also in Dollhouse. He plays um, Topher in Dollhouse. I knew he looked familiar, but I couldn't place him. That's yep, great. Topher from Dollhouse, who was my favorite character in that whole series. Awesome. Him I feel Fred. like... They just pull people. Well, from, I mean, at this point, Joss, Joss just... has his little like once once you work with Joss, you're you're in his like clan, like his Rolodex. Use, you know, he's like he's kind of like Tim Burton in that way. Like once you work with Tim Burton, you work unless you're Christina Ricci. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, okay, but also Tim Burton's not weird, or Joss Whedon's not weird, and doesn't have like his best friend murder his wife way too much ex-wife. Yeah. They were married at the time. Well, yeah, but you can see why they're <laughs> not yeah, anymore. So, like, Joss is kind of one of those people, it's like, once you work with him, he's always going to use you. Like, yeah. Chris Hemsworth he's used before, obviously he's an Avengers. Um, well, I mean, who else would you cast as Thor, though? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, he kind of uses... His repertoire. His repertoire of actors. Um, so, yeah, we have Marty the Fool, who is also, apparently, you know, a little factoid about Marty. He was too hot. To play, uh... Yeah. That's the reason why they kept him in clothing the entire yeah. film. Especially, like, when they go to the They lake. go in the lake. He's staying clothed the whole time. Because they're like, you're hotter than Chris Hemsworth. We can't have you wear clothes. We're, we're very sorry about this, but, so, uh... Did you say hotter than Chris Hemsworth? Maybe he just was ripped, but, like, I don't know if you can be hotter than Chris Hemsworth. I don't know. I got a thing for, like, the Make British, ones. maybe. <laughs> the shaggy, the shaggy-haired nerdy guys who are kind of buff. Yeah. Hello. I'll take one to go. Thank you very yep. much. Ditto. <laughs> um, and then you have Jules, who is the whore, but she's also pre-med. And also, like, comes across as, like, a very stable human being. Right. I mean, you find out during the film that they kind of have to manipulate the people a little bit to mm-hmm. make them fit the archetypes better. Yeah. yeah like, the, she the... shows up in the, you know, the first scene in the movie, or second scene in the movie, technically. Um, first scene is the two talking, the two men. Oh, Yeah. And then you have the credit thing, um, or the title credit. But she shows up in her best friend's room, like, how do you like my hair? I dyed it blonde. When you find out, oh, she was originally a brunette, but now she's dyeing it blonde. And they put stuff in the hair yeah. dye to make her stupid. Yeah. We're not, like, in any way dissing if you have dyed your hair blonde. Just beware <laughs> the chemicals they might have injected into right. your hair dye. <laughs> yeah, if you dye your hair suddenly blonde and then somebody asks you to go on a vacation... Anywhere. Don't do it. Just, no, just don't do it. Hide in your room, <laughs> read your books. Screw Chris Hemsworth. Literally? Um, and we also have well, I mean, Chris Hemsworth, who is Kurt the Athlete, um, who is a psychology major. So they all uh, 
pretty much have... Yep, he's a psychology Sociology. Sociology, sorry. I read that as psychology. Sociology, <laughs> not psychology. Um, but A yeah. lot of people instead of one person. Yeah. So, like, they, they all are, like, they all have, like, really good majors. And, I mean, even Marty, who, like, is, like, the stoner fool and everything, his first scene, he has a collapsible bong. Mm-hmm. He's very intelligent. That turns into a coffee, like a coffee mug. I would and never bring this giant bong to a, our vacation. Pum pops it into a collapsible coffee mug. Yep. Little coffee mug. People fear a man that is willing to smoke a bong on the freeway. They do not mess with this man. So Marty is, I don't know, I would have put Marty as a scholar, but I guess he looks like Shaggy. They even kind of dressed him like Shaggy, like mm-hmm. the colors. Didn't we yeah. read that that was intentional? I think it was. A little bit? <laughs> In this film... Everything is intentional. That's yeah. Fair. So this lovely group of college students go to the woods. Stuff happens, and then uh, at what point they find the basement door opens? Cause why the fuck not? Reference to Evil Dead just swings right yep. open. Swings right open. Oh my god! It was the wind. No, it wasn't. How? 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 How is it the wind? <laughs> I love how that is always a comment in horror films. Is it's the wind? Like, uh, maybe if you grew up in Oklahoma. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the winds in Oklahoma were pretty bad, but... but they did eh. come sweeping down the plane. Yeah. <laughs> you love me, Josh. <laughs> eh, we'll talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> um, so they go downstairs, and it is, of course, full of what looks like random stuff. It's not random. Don't touch the random stuff. What are you doing? Hey, guys, well, let's touch the random stuff. So I believe... Uh, Chris Hemsworth touches the music box. I don't remember who touches what. I remember somebody touches the the shell or the. No, uh, the main girl touches the. It's designed to look like the Hellraiser puzzle cube, but it's... no, it's. Um, what's the scholar? His name. Holland. 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 It's Holland. Holland gets the, the skull, the Hellraiser skull cube thing. Um, By the way, he has a name. And I've been so excited about this. The Hellraiser character that eventually you see at the end, who's got the very much Cenobite look to him, name is Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. One more time for those in the back. Fornicus! I don't know why, it just makes me so happy. (laughs) You said he had a what kind of look? Cenobite. What is that? Uh, Cenobites are the... um, I guess they are the villains of the Hellraiser series. Yeah. They're mm. demons, and if we're gonna completely ignore three, because we're gonna completely ignore Hellraiser three, <laughs> they are just like demons of torture, pretty much. Okay. In three, they fuck everything, and they go, "No, they were once people." Do they? Do they literally fuck everything? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Go for it, guess. It's like if you took BDSM to skin ripping. I mean, I'm sure some people like that. You're all of your skin? Not here to kink shame. <laughs> please, if you like the idea of all your skin being torn off your body, please see a, like, mental health professional immediately. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> y- you, you might be dying. <laughs> anyway. Um, somebody else touches the music box, though. Yeah. Um, I think Chris touches the music box. Or some character that's touches the, the sugar plump box. fairy. Kurt. Yeah. Kurt, yes, Kurt touches the music box. 
So, yeah, it's interesting because, like, everything in there is tied. So the puzzle sphere is tied to Fornicus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conch is tied to the merman, which yep. would, of course, make sense. Uh, the music box, which does, was the sugar plum fairy. Apparently mm-hmm. the necklace on top of the wedding dress is the bride. Mm-hmm. Uh, the unicorn tapestry is the unicorn, unicorn. which is still one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, the amulet that I think somebody touches, it's like a moon, is the werewolf. And apparently the weird, creepy fortune teller machine would have been clowns. Ugh. Fortune teller machine? Yeah, it's like in the corner. It's like one of those, like, Zatara, like... Oh, I guess I, I never should... noticed it. Oh, God. <laughs> they also have, um... They do show a shot of a recorder. Like a tape recorder, which is linked to the evil raping trees. Ah, yes. Ugh. Actually, evil molesting trees. Evil molesting trees. That's how it's written down. We see Reavers at the very end. Is there, like, a spear somewhere? Or... You know, we, we don't know. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's Joss Whedon, so I wouldn't be there? surprised. He was probably just like, I'm gonna throw Reavers in there. Yeah. And they're like, all right, Josh. Let, sure. Let's see. I'm curious. Apparently a comic book is tied to the Kraken. Oh. And it is a jar of tree snaps that actually is uh, done to the angry, molesting trees. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. But the tape recorder is for Deadites. Okay, yeah. So, so Deadites and the evil which yeah. evil molesting trees, which are both from Evil Dead. Yep. And apparently they're antlers, which was just tied to a giant deer. That would have gone so much differently if it was just a giant deer rampaging. No, no, no. Of the best things that are giant. And that lovely scene at the end when you are zooming out and you see all the little boxes full of everything's. There's a box that houses a giant, giant kitten. kitten. Giant kitten. I'm sorry. New way. If I'm going to die, death by giant kitten. I don't know. Just gotta imagine yourself being like a mouse in that scenario, and I don't think I'd want that. You know what? Either way, the, the reason I like kittens is because I'm bigger than them. <laughs> I don't know. I would just like to, you know, Pamela Henry, death by a giant kitten. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Who else gets that? I'm, I'm going to construct giant hand baskets on wheels and uh, die in a hand basket race so I can say I went to hell in a hand basket. That <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so they go downstairs and of course the item they end up picking up is the diary. Mm-hmm. Which then leads to the uh, undead torture family. Not torture family. Not murder family. Undead torture family. Yep. Because they make a difference. They have a bedding pool. So I guess something we've literally, like, touched on but haven't actually discussed. Everything that's going on is really being run by a secret organization. Yep. That is taking stuff very flippantly. The idea is, like, they do this once a year. And there's a place, I believe they talk about England and Japan. Japan. So, yeah, it's an organization that's doing this, which I... It's so... disconcerning how flippantly it's really taken. Mm -hmm. I think after years and years of doing it, you kind of have to be a little flippant about it, or you get too attached and it's too hard to do. Yeah, it would make sense. I mean, they are saving the world. And, well, and you have the the new guy who's, like, security, and he's like, why is everything so flippant? Why are you guys being like this? And they're like, sorry, this is the job. We have to do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, at this point, like, they've probably been doing this for years, so they're all just like, we have to do it. It's our job. We hate our job. So we make it fun by betting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, the military guy's just like, you're all fucked up. Why? 
this is terrible. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. I've worked customer service before. I can enjoy murder. <laughs> yeah. This is actually same. why I don't work customer service anymore. Oh, the joys of retail. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there, it's that. a little organization that they just run everything that happens. Yep, so everything that happens is planned. And and, and you find out that there's, there's a reason behind what they're doing. It's not just because they want to. It's it's because oh, yeah. they have yeah. to sacrifice these specific to the old archetypes. Ones. Yeah, to the old ones. Who, so, uh, so they won't destroy the world. Yeah, so <laughs> we're just going to jump it around the plot so much, but whatever. At uh, the very end, you get Sigourney Weaver. Oh! Ooh, I'm sorry if I met Sigourney Weaver, I would just cry. <laughs> um, and she is the head of this organization. She explains that they're old ones and you need to sacrifice these people. They need to come to the killing field. And they need to make the choices. They can influence them. But ultimately, the choices have to be theirs. Which, like, you know, a little, like, uh, rapey? Because it's like, we're just going to pump you full of a bunch of pheromones. But it's your choice. Yeah, they put dumbing down whatever serum into the hair dye. Uh, They also, at one point, I believe they're going through the house after Jules has been killed. And uh, Chris Hemsworth goes, like, we can't split up. And then you see gas come through the air duct. And he's like, I have a better idea. Let's all split up. Yeah. Everyone runs to their individual rooms like dumbasses. And Marty's just standing there like, yeah, huh? Which they laced, so they laced his weed, but he's just so. No, he, they sell him weed. So the idea is they have somebody give him weed that's been laced, but he only smokes his weed. So he is never is actually affected. The smart yeah. thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if you're gonna smoke weed, don't take it from other people. Yep. Yeah. Smoke your own weed. Um, and then in the cat or in the forest when, uh, when Kurt, Jules. Kurt and Jules go out to have a little fun. That is such a creepy scene. They're making out, and then all of a sudden, just fog. And then it's. No, it's Fog too- of testosterone, serum, uh, pheromones. And then it's, oh, it's too cold. Turn up the heat. <laughs> oh, it's too dark. Turn up the moon. Yeah. Like, it's just, and then it's just this little, tiny, beautiful, glowing oasis where they have sex. Patch of, of mossy. Yeah, patch of mossy, If you ever mossy, find beautiful. a beautiful, mossy patch in the woods that feels very warm and is well lit, run. Walk away. Run. Don't go run to for it. for your life. Do not go, do not pass go, do not have sex. Just, no. I just feel like, for me, I, I, I enjoy sex and everything. I will never have sex outdoors because of the amount of horror films I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. no, this is how I die. Yeah. <laughs> sex in a car, sex outdoors, just no. No. If there is a place where I can be having sex and I will not see a killer come up from behind me, Nope. It was really weird specifications on how I love sex. Or I think actually the killer in this comes up and behind Chris Hemsworth because he's on top. And then stabs Stabs her her hand. hand. And then, uh... And I believe it's Constance that stabs her hand. No, Constance is the little girl. It's the dad. Is it the dad that stabs her hand? So, one thing we didn't touch on was how they got the torture-murder family 
Oh yeah, they read a lovely <laughs> the, diary. Yeah, they they read out of the diary. If you find a diary in a basement, don't read it. And especially if it's in Latin, don't read. Yeah, the don't Latin. read the Latin. Just forget the Latin. If it's Latin or Enochian, avoid. Just any, you know what? Yeah. Just on the safe side, it's a language you don't speak. Maybe just don't read it out loud. And then you find out randomly, uh, Holland. Speaks Latin. Speaks Latin. It's like, oh, let me translate that for you. Oh. Pain and death and murder. murder. Yeah. Also, if you, like, start reading something and somebody's like, Father said I must learn from the pain. Put the book down. Yeah. And father must, her father gets a raging, or his raging husband's bulge. His husband's bulge. Oh, oh. Yeah, I forgot about that phrase. I was just like, uh. Husband's bulge. Nope. Uh, no thanks. He gets a husband's bulge from killing, from ripping the flesh off of Jedediah or whatever. And you're just like, yeah, no thanks. Those are phrases that I never needed in my life. <laughs> but, but, my fun fact that I found when we were looking this stuff up was that the daughter is actually played by uh, Jodel Furland, who is a badass. Yeah, she's been in uh, Silent Hill and Tidelands. Mm-hmm. I love her. You might more recently recognize her as Five from Dark Matter. It's, it's interesting, because I feel like her character looks so, so similar to her character in Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got that creepy I mean, girl, this little girl. Creepy she's, little girl. She's real good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little too good at it. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen photos of her smiling. It makes it better. That's true. She's adorable, too. <laughs> so, uh, the killing start. Uh, technically, the only people that actually get killed by the family are uh, Jules and Holland. Because he gets killed. Chris Hemsworth goes out in a blaze of motorcycle flying glory. That's true, because he hits the force field. You're right, yes. And yeah. it's not a motorcycle, it's a dirt bike. He's like, I'm going to escape, and it's like, no, you guys are force fielded in. Sorry. Yeah. And, and then he into the ravine. Yeah. You think Marty gets killed. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, of course, uh, Scholar gets killed going into the RV, I believe. No, he's sitting in the RV he's, talking he gets, to Jules about, so like, oh, in perfect Joss Whedon fashion, he gets impaled through the chest. <laughs> because... on the wind. R.I.P. Wash. Quick moment of silence. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> also, Penny. Yeah. No, Penny gets... No, nope, Penny gets... No, she gets shrapneled through the... Shrapneled through the chest. Upper torso. Oh, upper torso. Yeah. But I have a feeling Joss Whedon has a thing for impaling people. I think it's because it's a quick and sudden death that you don't see coming. True. And Joss Whedon likes to hurt us. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of this. He tries to hurt us a lot. Yeah. Um, so all these killings happen, and finally uh, the Virgin is left, and she finds an elevator. Well, no, I, I would like to touch on the scene of, I believe it's the father, um, trying to kill her. And there's just, like, the lovely music that's behind it when he's trying to kill her on the dock. Oh, yeah. And it's just this melodically beautiful scene with music and him just trying to kill her with the bear trap, and she's just like, no, I'm oh, not yeah. going to die. I forgot that he's a bear trap. people uh, watching all of this from their from their lab are, like, rooting for her because the virgin is optional if she's yeah. the last one. So, like, they, they, for as fucked up as these people are, they're still rooting for someone to live. 
Right. They're like... They're, they're aware that the other four have to die, but they want her to live. Mm-hmm. So it takes away a little bit of their evilness. Yeah. Isn't and then very evil. Eh. Yeah. But then she finds the elevator and... And Marty. And Marty with zombie guts. No, he, yeah. Just guts everywhere. And she, she's just like, how did you survive? I, I, I dismembered him with a trowel. Yep, with a trowel. <laughs> oh, like, just like, oh, Marty. Oh, Marty. So uh, they go down this elevator and it is just this beautiful scene of just horror icon after horror icon after horror icon. You get ghosts, you get fornicus. Close up on Fornicus. Mm-hmm. Mm. And Fornicus is doing the sexy Cenobite thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just used the phrase sexy Cenobite. I know I'm weird. Uh, you get the Sugar Plum Fairy. Mm-hmm. With Which her... I would love to do that makeup someday. Those teeth. <laughs> um, you get to see like the werewolf. There's a giant centipede. Um, I think. The giant kitten. <laughs> the giant kitten. All hail the giant kitten. Um, the ones that are in there, I'm going to do this real fast because I found a list, <laughs> is a werewolf, an alien beast, mutant, wraiths, zombies, wraiths. Mm-hmm. The, like, ghost-like. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking Stargate wraiths. <laughs> oh, no. That was, like, oh, God, that was apparently wraith. a wraith sound. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good wraith sound. <laughs> uh, zombies, reptilis, go with it, clowns, witches, sexy witches. <laughs> yes, they, they made a difference there. Would that be like uh, Hocus Pocus witches? Like, they all just look like Sarah? Eh, maybe. <laughs> uh, demons, Hellord, Angry Molesting Trees, Giant Snake, Deadites, Mummy, The Bride, The Scareco- Scarecrow Folk, la la la, which is mm-hmm. probably Children of the Corn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, snowman. Okay. Jack Frost. Yeah, I was thinking Jack Frost. I just, I, snow, the snowman things I've seen, I'm just like, I, I can which take was, you out with hot water. Which was filmed in Big Bear. And or Doctor Who. Yeah, and or Doctor Who. Uh, Dragon Bat, mm-hmm. Vampires. Oh, yeah, really interesting one. Dismembered Goblins. <laughs> Not Goblins. Just Dismembered Goblins. So Those does, poor Goblins. Also, how do you kill someone if you're already you Dismembered. dismembered? They're just missing like limbs. I'm thinking the idea of it's like a goblin with all of its pieces like just dis- like detached, but all the pieces can move. They're shambly at you. Yeah, that'd be maybe really I mean burn them. Yeah, maybe. you probably have to burn them. That's actually like you know I think most things you can normally kill by burning. Sure, a plum fairy, Dumb the merman, the reanimated water, maybe Sasquatch, went get Wendigo, Yeti, dolls, Wendigo. zombie redneck torture family, zombie redneck. The Doctor, Jack o' Lantern, yeah, the Doctors. You see him towards the end. They <laughs> not like not not Doctor Who. The Doctor. I'm like, why would he be killing you? <laughs> not the Doctor Who Doctor. Like actual legit doctors with like uh-huh. creepy masks and Jack o' Lantern, Giant, the Twins, and Kevin. And yes, Kevin is actually uh, Elijah Wood's character from Sin City. Joss Whedon loved his character so much. That he actually had one of the villains be Kevin from Sin City. <laughs> Look, I know that Up came out after this, but I really wanted it to be a giant bird that was Rainbow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Death by Rainbow Bird. Death by Rainbow Bird. And then, bird. of course, the one that I love so much also is Unicorn. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if I were to go to die, 
You and he would still get the impaling he wanted. Yeah, you would still get impaled by a unicorn. So I'm going up by giant kitten. You're going up by unicorn. What are you going with, Mina? Hand basket. Hand basket. Yeah. Cool. Oh, a hand basket, yeah. All right, well, we have our deaths. That's lovely. <laughs> so uh, now we just get m- massacres. Yeah, because in true badass fashion... They um, release everything. Dana is just like, you know what? We need a distraction to get out of here. Fuck this. And just pushes the button to release everything. And it's great. Fun fact on that one, the on-screen body count is 69. Yeah. Huh. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of death. A lot of gore. Yeah. yeah. All of the death. All of the gore. But it's it's interesting because you have that gorgeous scene where the, uh, like, security comes up and then you get the doors opening and it's just beautiful bloody chaos. Mm-hmm. Which I just adore. Yes. And then all of, the bloody chaos. Of course, he, uh, one of the tech guys goes out by the merman. Which he was like, I've never, like, in the beginning he's like, I'm, I really want the merman to have him. Why the hell do you want the merman to have him? Because I've never seen a merman my entire life. And then he dies by merman. Which is... Disgusting. Disgusting. Like, when I, you know, if I it's think... The, they even mention it early. They go, not the... Sorry. They go, not the merman, the cleanup is terrible. Yeah. I like, now get one. You know, when, at first when you think merman, you probably think, like, Aquaman or... Adonis you know, of yeah. a man with a tail. Like, yeah. No. Like, uh, Triton, King Triton, who is oddly ripped for, like, I'm an old man. I'm so uncomfortable with how ripped King Triton is. <laughs> I'm very, very uncomfortable. Especially on the ride at the like, yeah. DCA. It's real weird. But yeah, so that's what you think when you when you think merman. No, this is fish on top, short stubby body on the bottom. Yeah, it's real traumatic. Yeah, just like flop. He looks, flop, he looks like flop. a green elephant seal, with like a giant spigot out the back instead of yeah. A oh yeah, the spigot of so after uh, he. I'm saying oh yeah, yeah. spigot. After he brutally. Eats the tech guy who wanted to see a merman. His blood and guts just literally yep. splurge out of the what do you what did you call it? Spigot out of the spigot in his back. Yep. So uh, as cleanup. all of this torturing is going on, we go down, and we are thus in the room with all of the icons, and it is the fool and the virgin that have lasted. And Sigourney Weaver shows up and explains them, old ones, yada yada yada. And then she slides the virgin the gun and goes, you have to kill him or the world's going to end. And as she's trying to make this decision, Joss Whedon's apparently most exciting thing about this entire film, werewolf. Apparently he'd always wanted to do like a classical werewolf. Hmm. So a werewolf takes out the virgin. Well, it doesn't kill her, but (laughs) she's not coming back from that. You get bit by a werewolf across your entire torso. Smoke it if you got it. It's not happening. Yeah. And then, uh... I do want to know, I have a question real quick on that, because they're filling each of the little outlines of each archetype with blood as soon as they die, and they filled up the fools when they think Marty dies, but where are they getting all that blood? Is it, like, being seeped through the floor of of where they are, or is it filling it with other blood? Like, is it just, like, is it... Does it have to be his blood, or is it just kind of you know, extra blood that they had? <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, I'm, I'm guessing it probably seeps through the floor somehow. Yeah, yeah I'm going, collected. like, if they had this so well planned he had to lose, out. he had to lose enough blood to fill up his, his, uh, thing. 
thing, but he's still alive. It's Marty. He's a badass. Yeah, that's fair. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> that is the comment for this episode. Marty, the badass. And then, uh, the world fucking ends. Yep. They're the, like, no, fuck that. We're just gonna sit back and watch the world end. Yep. Yep. They light they, up a they joint. Light and, up a joint and watch the world end. I mean, it's really fun. And again, touching on the, like, what kind of sequel do you think we could have? <laughs> yeah, at one point, apparently in an interview, somebody asked Joss Whedon, uh, will there be a sequel? And his response was, have you seen the movie? <laughs> have you seen the end? Did, did you watch this? How? It's actually how Firefly happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you did it in reverse, that's all. Yeah. So, uh, I guess we can move on to, like, the Bechdel test for this film. And I feel like it most definitely passes. I was trying to think of individual conversations between Jules and Dana that don't have to do with a guy. Well, I was also thinking... Well, there's only one female in the tech room. There's just the, the chem girl. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Played by Fred. Fred. She, I don't know her actual name. She's just Fred. She no, even even Jules at the end talking with, uh, with the leader of, of the group, they're talking about having to kill Marty. When she also does talk to him not about that, she also is telling her, like, what it is. I guess, but I don't know if you if it has to be an entire conversation that has nothing to do with the guy, because there is definitely part of that conversation that has to do with killing Marty. But also, I don't feel like this film was meant to pass the Bechdel test. I think yeah. it is intentional. There's a lot of intentional, like, male gaze that they kind of tease about with the, oh, oh with, oh, with <gasps> Jules kissing that wolf. Was oh, or the window, or the, the mirror. When uh, they oh, first yeah. go into the rooms, the, there's a two-way... two-way mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where oh, yeah. Holland and uh, Dana yeah. are in the rooms adjacent, and, and he kind of looks at her for a minute and then goes, no, 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 I can't do that, and he tells her, and he's like, oh, by the way, this is a creepy-ass two-way mirror, so... Also, leave. Two-way mirror? That's a murder. That's a murder It's a murder house. house. You need yeah. to leave. Uh, and the creepy painting that was covering up the creepy Oh, yeah, mirror. that was oh, just yeah. blood massacre. Yeah, that was, that was fun. There's a lot of red flags that they just kind of... Just pass over. Like, and granted, sure. this was also, like, didn't... I, I remember Kurt at the very beginning is like, oh, it's my cousin's cabin. Like, And then later, Jules even goes, I don't know if he has a cousin. Mm-hmm. They even make the point of being like, I don't think he has a cousin. Yeah, like, how did he find out about this cabin? There's a lot of prep that's been going into this. Mm-hmm. But I love... The thing that I love so much about this movie is it changes the entire genre. Mm-hmm. If you really, really love this film, hi, I really, really love this film. Same. <laughs> you can go back and watch anything. You can be like, hmm. Is this, being, is this being orchestrated by some secret organization that's trying to <laughs> save the world? Would that make Ash the Virgin? <laughs> yeah. Ash was the Virgin. I'm fine with that. I, I diverged by Ash. I diverged. We, we've already had this conversation, but once again, <laughs> we would all screw Bruce Campbell. Yup. <laughs> so yeah, we, we don't think it passes the Bechdel test because it wasn't really meant to. Yeah, it meant was not to. intended to. But, so what are our normal, like, our just ratings on the film? Um, I'm gonna start with Mina, since you would have actually never seen this film. Oh, five. I loved it. I think it was fantastic. Like... They're making a point of not having you pass the Bechdel test, so that part, like, normally if it was not intentional it would bother me, but, like, it's hilarious the way they do it, and it's totally intentional. Five. Five across the board. Fantastic movie. What about you, Ash? It's my absolute fucking favorite movie, so I'm gonna go, uh, 
go with a five and a half. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with a four and a half because I can't give it a five because it's not... I do have some issues with, like, the center. I feel like they lead into some things that they could have explained. Like that what? They, uh, they, they talk about family, but I feel like they... It probably was intentional, but there's too many little loose lines that mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy where I feel like you could have either cut those lines or gone into them a little bit more. It's nothing to do with, like, the cabin. I have some issues with the dialogue in the control room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where some of that stuff feels very jerky. Yeah. I mean, like, the first scene there, the guy's talking about his wife is putting child locks on everything because they're having a baby, and he's like, I hate it. And then they leave that conversation and go to, like, something completely different. So that's, that's... I think they had to try to make them a little bit human, so you didn't realize, or you didn't think that they were just horrible people. That were oh, no, and I'm not this. disagreeing. I just, I, the dialogue bothers me a little bit. All right, but that's fair. also, like, I, I can't, we're, we're only, we're not even at ten episodes. I can't, like, give a five yet. Nope, I can. Five. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I'm stingy. I think actually this is probably the first one I've actually given a five too. So yeah, I think this is actually our first five. Yep. So yes, Cabin in the Woods, all hail this movie. <laughs> Everything about it is glorious. Um, ten out of ten would watch again. I've mm-hmm. watched this film so many times. Yeah, <laughs> I I absolutely love this film, and it's funny because I had to watch it with my at the time boyfriend. Now he's my fiance. Woo-hoo. Um. Had to watch it with him, and I was like, so, babe, I have to watch another movie for the podcast, and he's like, what movie? I'm like, Cabin Woods. He's like, all right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) We're watching Cabin in the Woods. Down. See, I had the opposite problem where I watched it the first time, and I was watching it with my sister, and then we had to watch a couple other movies for the podcast, and I'm like, but I really would just want to watch this one again. (laughs) Do I I have to watch new films? Can I just watch Cabin in the Woods all the time? (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) It is glorious. We'll be back to play with your ear holes. Again next week. <laughs> and uh, next week we are going to be doing one of my favorites, The Witch. We will see. So uh, Watch it and uh, share your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as always, like, follow, and subscribe. Uh, watch The Witch. That way you can kind of give us some input on what you think of our opinions of it. And uh, as I'm sure you guys remember, last week we brought the fact that our short film came out. Yay! Yay! Get to see us talk with our faces, not just with our voices. Mm-hmm. You actually get to see what we look like. <laughs> how we act. Well. How we act. Literally, literally how we act. It's not our, it's not us in the movie. We are actual characters, like. We have names. Yeah. You know, uh, Ella definitely is not. <laughs> I'm not Lillian. She's not Lillian at all. She is definitely not the, uh. I'm gonna say virginal, but like, wh- how would you explain Lillian? Naive, maybe. Naive and uh, I wouldn't go with virginal. I wouldn't go with naive. Um, Lillian is uh, guarded, very guarded. So yeah, we're we're characters. We're not really ourselves. But please do check out Seduction. It is an amazing film, written and produced, produced and edited, and... all by Ella Ivella. <laughs> I I got sleep sometime last month at this week's Glorious. The film came out, and uh, I took a real long nap. <laughs> but as always, good, bad, we're the girls with the mic. Thanks, everybody, and we will talk to you next week. Bye!